0: Welcome to This Much Love, a recurring positivity podcast with Katie Hearth and Kenan Schneider. Episode 9, The Oven of Humor. So we just got finished editing episode 7, Lady Pop. Nope, that's not what it's called. It's not called Lady Pop. That's the, the episode name.
1: about Lady Pop.
0: <laughs> I, I said it, and I was like, "That's not what we went with." It's not the name. <laughs> we mention
1: we, it frequently enough that I think that our listenership would be like, "Ah, oh, yes, I know what episode you are referring to when you say Lady Pop."
0: Unless this is their first episode jumping in, and then they won't have any context for this whatsoever.
1: Well, then you have the archives available. You can go back and listen to the Lady Pop yep. episode if you so choose. That's it true. is called. Sharing nice things is good, which is just a fact.
0: Or episode seven,
1: or episode seven. You
0: could just do it by number.
1: Yeah, that might. But don't let that episode zero throw you off. That's true. It's it's technically episode, Mm -hmm. but it's episode seven.
0: Yeah, I know that that episode zero will get you every single time.
1: Dang old zero episode. Dang zero. Dang zero.
0: And you had expressed some concerns. Yeah, regarding your your singing quality.
1: Yeah, I know because it's just like we've talked about how like music is a part of my life, and singing has been a huge part of my life. And then like I listened back, like as I was creating the show notes for that episode, and I was like, "Damn, Katie, where's that technique? Damn it, hearth.
0: Well, I don't think you were necessarily prepared to sing all right? of the lady pop. That's true. But that being said, like your singing at its most mediocre. Which I'm not saying that this is what it was, because I, th- I was like listening back and editing through. I'm just kind of like,
1: oh, that's good. Mm.
0: At it your most te- mediocre. It was
1: kind of in tune. It wasn't great.
0: Your singing at your most mediocre is better than most people singing at their best. Thanks, honey. You're very good.
1: I appreciate that feedback.
0: Yeah, that's really sad, and it's not to put other people down. Like, but not everybody has the instrument and the training that you have, so you can like totally phone it in and put most people to shame. Including me. I don't want to shame them. No. Well, not deliberately put them to shame. We're not shaming anybody, but they'll feel shame when they hear you singing.
1: Confusing.
0: I don't know what's happening.
1: I the that is you know, I think that's what every artist really wants to hear. It's when I hear you sing, I feel ashamed.
0: Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> that's what you're that's, <laughs> that's what you're that's going for. That's the goal, for. right? Yeah. That's like the oh. that yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh my goodness. Well, I know. One one day, dear listeners, I will um I'll try to bust out some legit singing for you. Why
0: don't you just legit sing something right this second? Just impromptu. Just sing. I've, I have think I have sang more Song? times sang sung i've sung i have sung i sang this yeah i have sung multiple times I, th- I feel like i have sung on this show more than you have which is ironic
1: keenan i would like to <laughs> ask you <laughs> how much you love monster factory
0: We already talked about this just briefly at the beginning of episode six. Yeah. Um, so hopefully this won't be too redundant for anybody who did listen to that already. Uh, but I do feel like there are so many things I mean, it's like a say.
1: month apart. There's so apart. much. Yeah. There's we so We barely scratched the surface. We didn't,
0: we didn't even get.
1: And see, like, I feel like this is a good transition. Like, we're continuing the conversation in a different direction.
0: Yeah. It's like it's dropping little nuggets here and there at the beginning of each episode and then mm-hmm. thinking like, oh, we can pick from this. And somebody's like, oh, I want to know more about this one. And now we're here. Yeah. This we are is here now. This is the breadcrumb the- trail.
1: We have led you to this episode.
0: Into the the uh, the sort of like gingerbread cabin in the middle of the woods that is Monster Factory. Yeah. And inside is a witch that is going to bespell you and bring you in. You'll never be able to leave. And she's going to cook you in the oven of humor.
1: Until you're just joy. right.
0: And then you'll be devoured by a laughter. This metaphor went way off the rails. Yeah,
1: I just kind of watched it happen. It was like, a really bad accident that I just couldn't stop looking at. Yeah. But it was a happy accident, not a tragic one. Exactly. So how much do you love Monster Factory? (laughs)
0: It's so good. It is so good. We've talked about the McElroy brothers multiple times now, Mm -hmm. but just a quick recap uh, or brief introduction, if you don't know what we're talking about, um, the McElroy brothers are uh, Griffin. No. Well, yeah, Griffin. Yeah. Okay. I was going to go oldest to youngest, and I started at the youngest. So we're going to go youngest <laughs> to oldest. Griffin is the youngest brother. Travis is their middle brother. And Justin is the oldest brother. And they do just a wide array of varying properties all around the web. Video, uh, lots of podcasts. Uh, they now. have a TV show. They have books. Like mm-hmm. there's, there there's nothing that they don't do at this point. Are they
1: media conglomerates? They're
0: basically a giant conglomerate family. Yeah. And and Monster Factory was one of my favorite early things about them. I started with their podcast, and then Griffin and Justin. So oldest brother Justin, youngest brother Griffin, both worked at this this video game website called Polygon. And Polygon does a ton of different. Video game videos like on their YouTube page, they just produce a lot of content. And Griffin and Justin frequently posted a lot of like almost let's play videos, but mostly just kind of like, let me introduce you to this game. Like, this is a game that I'm playing. Watch me play this and we'll talk about it for 30 minutes. And the two of them, their banter is just spot on. And so it's just a delight hearing them kind of go back and forth. And they started this series called Monster Factory. And basically, Monster Factory is Every single episode, they go into a video game that has a character creator. Some video games let you create what your character looks like, and you just play as that character. And some games' character creators are a little bit more flexible than others. And so they try to target games that have character creators that allow them to be a little bit more ambitious with their creations. It's not just like, picking a different nose or hairstyle it's how can we like take the sliders on like somebody's height versus weight versus like eye spacing and like cheekbone depth like all of mm-hmm. these different factors and they take these things to the extreme and try to create the mo- most horrific monstrous creations that they can And the entire time they're kind of just like egging each other on and goofing around and joking about this Mm -hmm. uh, to the point where they finally like finish their creation and then go play the game a little bit with them and just kind of like send these little creatures, these little monsters that they've created out into the world to create their own little story. Or at the very least to just have fun and see how ridiculous it looks for like, you know, somebody like Barth Sompson. Okay. To just go out and <laughs> fight uh, in this medieval world, and how ridiculous like this whole thing is, but the the main meat and potatoes of the show are Justin and Griffin creating these monsters and just goofing the entire way. And something magical happens in each of these episodes, where they almost develop. A bond with this creation.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I'm not the first person to say this. I think there's a really good video essay by Mikey Newman, who does movies with Mikey. He did an episode that focuses on Monster Factory um, and says basically this, but they they develop this bond and, and their jokes and their humor and stuff, while it is kind of rooted in like, oh my god, what is this monstrous creation we have? Because they develop this bond with it, there's so much Joy and humor derived from these sort of like wild antics that come about, Mm -hmm. rather than the joke just being "look at how stupid this thing looks." Like the the jokes aren't necessarily like "oh, we've created this ugly beast." It's I can't believe we were able to make this. Like this was something that we're able to do. Let us make. Yeah, and so it's it's a it's a subtle difference because the joke for a lot of the things could just be "let's." make fun of the appearance or let's make the jokes at the expense of the character. Mm -hmm. Whereas they start to like, they start there, they're molding it and move to, all right, now we have this thing like how out of place is this in this world and what can we do to the world around it to just, it's an excuse for them to just kind of like be as wild and goofy as possible.
1: Absolutely. I think one of the things that like, I also appreciate is they, they always, always, always give their creations a name. Oh yeah, um, and so there's something really like you become bonded to this thing because they give it a name, they give it a story, they kind of explain how it came to be in this world. Yeah, um, like there's like some backstory and like just like emotional ties, right? Mm-hmm. Like you definitely have some pathos there.
0: Yeah, it's so quintessentially the McElroys, where so much of their humor is rooted in sort of like the not necessarily kindness. They're not they're not always kind, but they're not mean and malicious. It's almost like trying to find the sort of like general absurdity of the situation Mm -hmm. and joking about that rather than like picking out any one particular person or their attributes or anything Mm -hmm. and making fun of those. Definitely. Which I think is is not as common. Like I think a lot of humor tends to rely on, okay, how can I other somebody or something
1: ostracize them point and laugh at them
0: and make the humor out of that and it's not always so malicious and horrible that you're you know feeling bad for somebody but it's kind of interesting to see like the mcelroys succeed so consistently Mm -hmm. on this brand of humor that is just about like it's not about anybody it's mm-hmm. about the absurd things that happen because of this situation.
1: Definitely, I think that their humor is rarely low-hanging fruit. Their humor is rarely um, lacking effort, right? I think that they they are not lazy with their jokes. Yeah,
0: there is a thoughtfulness to their even when they're just improvising and goofing, like they don't go for these cheap shots mm-hmm. like the sort of edgy cheap humor uh that a lot of people rely on when you just like when you're just not good at it and you found that your brand of of humor is just kind of like just a step away from bullying you know you can find an audience you can find mm-hmm. the the people that will laugh at that and i think that there's that inclination that we have of like kind of poking and prodding at somebody yeah. or something or they're the you know a, a an observed difference or something like that where it's like, oh, yeah, we can have a good old time at, at their expense. But it's such a, a cheap, joyless joke at the end of the mm-hmm. day. Mm-hmm. There's, there's something like there's nothing clever about it. Right. It's just oftentimes far meaner in retrospect than you would ever want. Um, and the McElroys just don't. Uh, and, and I think they've come a long way. Yes. Like there's there's definitely a brand that's been cultivated there. But where they are now is after like recognizing that there are so many different people that listen to their things that they can be inclusive in their humor. Mm -hmm. And so I think Monster Factory is such an interesting example of this where it is so, so fucking funny every time.
1: So I have a question for you. Was this... Recognition of, like, their brand of humor and being able to articulate what it means to you and how it's different, was that something that was always really apparent to you upon discovering the McElroy brand, um, especially within Monster Factory? Because, like, I think that it is, like you've said, it's, like, a really easy trap to say, let's create something hideous and laugh at how hideous it is. Right. It's, like, let's... Let's put it in a box by itself and point and laugh like it's like something on display for us. Yes. Did when like at what point did you recognize that this was something different for you? And maybe it's not like a distinct moment but like being able to find that clarity and to be able to articulate like how it is different or superior.
0: Are you talking about Monster Factory specifically? Um
1: I mean I, I whatever example you can provide if it's something that you you learned to trust the McElroy brand through the podcast that they have, and you're like, "I will follow these boys anywhere." And so great, I will, I will watch this thing with an open mind. I'm, I guess, like for me, it's just like Monster Factory feels different from the podcast.
0: It does, but they're still, they're still who they are. Mm-hmm. Their personalities shine through, and they just find a new twist on how to find the, the absurdity. Like, I think that's what it, it ultimately is like, regardless of what they're doing, like on their podcast, the, uh, my brother, my brother and me, they're giving advice, quote unquote advice, Air like, quotes, yes. exactly. Like they're either giving advice that people have, uh, to questions that people have sent to them, or they're giving advice based on questions that they find on Yahoo answers. And ultimately what they're doing is like taking that little nugget and then letting it just kind of blossom into ridiculousness Mm -hmm. and just letting that go where it needs to go. And I think that's the same for Monster Factory, ultimately. Mm -hmm. They could potentially just kind of like riff with each other and, and just kind of laugh at the at just a sort of like plain normal person standing mm-hmm. in a character creator of a video game. But it's the second they start adjusting sliders and seeing like, oh, this is where we're going to be able to go. This is like the, the horrible thing that we can like layer upon this creature. And that's like the it just kind of like blossoms from there. So I mm-hmm. think the the impetus or like the the way that they get to that humor is still very similar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So it's still very much their brand, even though it's a completely different concept than what they're doing in their show.
1: Right. Like you're not you're not getting your information or your starting point from like a third party person. Yeah. You have a platform that has been created, which I guess you could consider your third party, but they are doing the ground up creation work there. So for someone who maybe has not explored Monster Factory or like the McElroys in general. Um, but specifically Monster Factory, where would you suggest starting?
0: Yeah, this is, this isn't hard for me. It's hard if I'm just trying, because I want everybody to just kind of like listen to and love the McElroy's. Mm -hmm. And so I would say like, please listen to My Brother, My Brother and Me. It's Mm -hmm. one of the funniest and consistently funny podcasts. It is so bizarre and wonderful. Um, and I love how much they love each other.
1: Yeah. How much they make each other laugh.
0: Yeah. And if you like something with a little bit more narrative and, like, you know, uh, maybe you're more interested in, like, fantasy or role-playing or D&D or things like that, The Adventure Zone is awesome for that. But with Monster Factory, for me, it's not difficult to recommend a few key episodes. I absolutely adore the episode for Black Desert Online, which is... Probably, I think it's titled "Just Like Bart." That's where they make Barth Thompson. <laughs> um, it's a, it's one of the single funniest videos I've ever seen, and it's there's so much like quintessential Griffin and and Justin in there, especially with how much they lose it. Their their laughter is one of the most joyful. Hilarious things like both of them Mm -hmm. have completely different laughs that are the most ridiculous, absurd things in the world. And they can't, you can't help but laugh with them when you hear Griffin or Justin just start losing it. They can't breathe. Like they're just trying to get through this and dying. And it's wonderful. That is just, there's so many times in that episode where that happens. So just like Bart, I love the episode with Daz which is a character they create in Tiger Woods 08 and it's amazing. Um there is an incredible episode for Dark Souls 3 where they make the Junker which is like redneck joker. <laughs> it is just wonderful mostly because like the character creator in Dark Souls and Bloodborne and like the Dark Souls series like is just absurd and lets them do some amazing things. And some of the creations that they come up with as they're centering in on this one character is unreal. It's so fucking funny. But then Griffin is actually trying to play Dark Souls with the Junker after, Mm -hmm. and it's such a difficult game, and he he starts to lose it multiple times with just how... (laughs) annoyed he's getting and so not only is the humor with oh my god we've created this difficult character but also griffin is so mad right now trying to play this extremely difficult uh ridiculous uh, challenging game is
1: that i don't get a dinosaur
0: yeah i don't get a dinosaur <laughs>
1: like, it's just <laughs> it's it's one of my
0: favorite moments it makes me so happy mm-hmm. um there are so many though like we mentioned in episode six the final pam mm-hmm. which is something th- is <laughs> something they create in in, in fallout something. four Um, so fallout four and they do a couple in Skyrim. So there are a number of different episodes that they can come up with because those character creators are so robust. Uh, it's, I don't know, but it's so hard to find, it would be hard for me to find an episode where I'm like, "Eh."
1: yeah, but I think, okay. So like if people are just getting started, yeah, I would say just like Bart is a great one. Yes. Um, I would love to recommend Knife Dad.
0: Oh my God, Knife Dad!
1: Yes. So Knife Dad is Knife Dad is one, and like <laughs> Keenan Keenan loves Monster Factory. Yes, loves it. I love it. Like I love it. It's good. I don't get nearly as excited when an episode comes out as you do. I'm always happy to watch them, um, but one that like just absolutely kills me is Knife Dad.
0: Yeah. Oh my god, so Knife Dad those, is so good! If
1: I had to boil it down to two for you to start,
0: yeah, just like Bart, just like
1: Bart, and Knife Dad.
0: Uh, those are two solid picks. Thanks. I'd say like Just Like Bart is probably the killer episode. Mm-hmm. It's it's so good, and if you if you don't like Just Like Bart, then you Monster likely, Factory isn't yeah, for you. It's not, and your that's thing. okay. Yeah, um, but I would. I don't know. I, I have yet to find somebody who has watched that and go
1: meh. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty darn good. Yeah. Um now I do also have to let you know that Justin and Griffin have within the past year um left Polygon. And so the frequency with which they are creating Monster Factory videos has changed pretty drastically. Yes. Um they released like their first episode since April, I think. Yeah. Earlier this month mm-hmm. in December. Um, and I just read that according to Griffin on another podcast of his wonderful, he said that monster factory will be coming back once a month from here on out. Oh, fun. So that's, that's the frequency and the cadence that you can expect now.
0: That's excellent. Yeah. makes me very happy. I'm
1: very glad that I was able to deliver that news to you. Yeah. I did a little bit of research on my way here. (laughs) Good. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So it's just, it's one of those simple joys in my life that like i just devour everything that they do for the Mm -hmm. most part especially when they're when they're together like i think yes
1: at least two of uh, the McRoy brothers together
0: yeah if you can get at least two of them together um and i think justin and griffin just kind of like end up spending a lot of time together because of their mutual love for video games and that they were working together on polygon and creating these videos so Mm -hmm. it's just like a very natural fit um but Man Monster Factory is fucking funny. It is so good. It is so so good. I'm really glad that I got to to gush about it for 25 minutes.
1: So do you have any other thoughts that you want to share about our dear Monster Factory?
0: Uh, I probably do, but I feel like in the interest of time, like just kind of like cutting it off there. Like I I this is something that I love so much and I'm I'm so glad that we went down this this little path, but I almost just want people to just kind of like experience it for themselves. And totally. we'll we'll link yeah. all these in the the show notes. Absolutely. Um but also like just go to support everything the McElroys do. They're they're wonderful. How about you? What have you been into lately?
1: Ooh, what have I been into lately? Yeah.
0: What's something that's really
1: So I recently watched the first season of One Punch Man. Oh. Yeah. This
0: is something I have basically no understanding of.
1: That's totally okay. (laughs) Um, So if I can just give you like a brief synopsis, Um, One Punch Man lives in kind of an alternate version of Earth. Okay. um, Where there are these like huge monsters that Mm -hmm. attack what is essentially like, I th- I'm pretty sure it's Tokyo, like okay. different sections of Tokyo, which is like the entire world, basically.
0: This is an anime as well. This is an anime. Yes, yeah. that's,
1: that's, a, that's a critical piece of information. This is an anime. Um, and in trying to figure out how to face off these m- huge creatures that are trying, that are like dead set on destroying the world um, and like owning it, um, these heroes come to life. And there are heroes that I think are like born into or like through accidents acquire powers. Like there is definitely like a like a cyborg character. But then there are also characters like our main character who is just a human who trained really, 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 really really hard and then developed superhuman abilities. And the central character is this one punch man. And the reason why he is given that classification or that name is because any opponent that he faces, he can utterly fucking destroy in a (laughs) single punch. And like he his motivation for becoming a hero was because he wanted to make a difference and he wanted to like matter and he wanted to be a source of like protection and, and purpose in the world. Um, And then he got to be so powerful that there is nothing that is really a challenge for him in terms of fighting anymore. Um, And so then he kind of develops this sense of, like, ennui, basically, because. (laughs) Naturally. Naturally, because he doesn't feel challenged. And when you don't feel challenged, you start to lose, like, drive and meaning and all that stuff. I get Um, that. Do you do you feel that? I mean, are you saying like hashtag humble brag? Like, yeah, I get what it's like to not feel challenged.
0: No, I like I know what you. I know what the. Okay, I thought you were being
1: a goof for a second. I'm sorry. No, it's not a
0: a bragging thing. Like, mm-hmm. especially if you've been in a a like a job for a while. Yeah, and you're kind of like okay, like i have kind of like I'm doing what I need to do. I'm just going through the motions. Exactly. At this point. Yeah. Exactly. Like sure. so, I've, I've been there.
1: Um, and there's like this hero ranking where it's like you can be like. I think it's, like, D class, C class, A class, B class, and S class, which uh-huh. is, like, the super supers. And he, like, you know, tries to join this League of Heroes, and he's put in, like, the bottom class or or something like that. And he's, like, because nobody knows him. Mm-hmm. Like, it's also about, like, how much do people know you? And he's not the most, like, due to his, um, his background and his current state of, like, why even bother? Like, it doesn't really matter. Um, he's not the most lovable person. He's not the most like stereotypical hero. Um, But uh, I I don't know. I don't want to give too much away. Um, You'll get that in like the first episode. Yeah, (laughs) And it's, I think its second season was just released after a very long hiatus. Mm -hmm. Um, But you can find it and it's really quite, enjoyable i didn't ever find anything dubbed i just found stuff with subtitles um so if you're not a subtitle person just be aware of that um but it's really quite funny um the animation style is very interesting the main character is kind of like this like very flat uh flat drawn i mean it's all two-dimensional but he's like just not very like he's not a very polished animated character and everyone else kind of is which is very interesting Mm. Um, a lot of metaphors there. Yeah, a lot of metaphors. <laughs> um, and he is, like, the show is just very, very funny, even in translation through, like, subtitles. Nice. Um, so that's something that I've really liked recently. Yeah. And I definitely suggest that people check it out for a good for a good chuckle and some nice. just, like, entertainment. There's some pretty awesome fights in there. So good anime fight choreography. So if choreography. you're there for the fights,
0: if you're there for the great metaphors on...
1: What drives us? What makes yeah. us heroes?
0: <laughs> if you're there just to see, like a superhero tale, kind of turned on its head, mm-hmm. seeing a perspective that you don't normally get to see with those, yeah, those types it's definitely of, a little
1: bit different. Yeah, um, there you go. Yeah, that's that's something that I have to give mad props to my 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 good friend James Riley. Hey, James. Um, uh, he and I uh, have this. I don't know if I want to. Is it a tradition? Um, I guess we watch like cult TV together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is really interesting. Um, he has we want we went through the entire Firefly series, which was really lovely, uh, and the movie that was the second go around. That was the first thing that you and I ever did together as friends. I know, um, and so I I feel like I have like a special place in my heart for that series, yeah, um, because it's something that dear friends and I share. Yeah, um, and uh, and then he did One Punch Man um and now i'm subjecting him to twin peaks which i've only seen like a few episodes of the first season most of the first season and there's like the second season and the movie and now there's like a new season out and so we've got we've got some work to do nice um so cult tv in a nutshell but specifically one punch man is something i would highly recommend
0: that's awesome yeah i'm assuming we'll have some way to put that on the show notes
1: oh absolutely i'll try and figure out how you can yeah how can you watch it oh gosh Maybe one of those things
0: there. that you have to buy the DVDs on Amazon or the Blu-rays.
1: DVDs, yes. Yeah. <laughs>
0: buy, the, uh, buy those VHS tapes on eBay.
1: Oh, my gosh. I <laughs> hope they didn't put it on VHS. Yeah. That would be pretty interesting. Yeah, it'd be silly, at it the, would be silly in this day and age. And then you'd have to buy, like, a VHS player unless, like, you can go grab one from your mom's house. Yeah. Like, I think my mom probably still has a VHS player. We definitely did, like, when she sold her house, like, five years ago. Wow. So... I know we held on to stuff, That's man. Crazy. We had like the box set of like the original Star Wars movies.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had those too. Mm-hmm. God, the VHS's. we used to have hundreds of VHSs. My yeah. my parents, my dad's especially, would just like collect those things, man. and then you look years later, and you're like. These are completely irrelevant like. <laughs> now it's DVDs. Ah, how the now passage Blu-rays. of time has yeah.
1: rendered this useless. Yeah,
0: that's kind of sad. Yeah, do you like,
1: remember like Blockbuster when you had to like rewind the tape before you oh, returned totally. it? Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah, we had a little rewinder that was a it was a little sports car and you'd put the tape in there and push oh. the sports car's top down and it would just rewind the video.
1: We you had a special rewinding device?
0: Yeah, didn't you?
1: No. We, no. we had
0: multiple videotape rewinders
1: no it was built into our vhs we had to rewind it within the vhs well yeah
0: you could do that but it was like we had specialty like or like dedicated like they were speedier rewinders. ones i don't know if they were speedier but it was like oh like i want to watch a new movie now and i don't want to rewind the old one in the rewinder on the the vhs player oh, so like, yeah, no, pop no we had to the sports rew- car we
1: no no mm-hmm. we didn't have a separate rewinder we just rewound it wow. in the...
0: just realized how spoiled i was
1: yeah a little growing up Little spoiled brat.
0: We had rewinders on every floor of the house because we'd watch VHS. Every floor of the house. How many floors yeah. in your house? Like 17 floors. No, it's like three floors. Wow. It's like upstairs, downstairs, or upstairs, like ground level, and downstairs. We had a finished basement. Uh, and there was a, a VHS player on each floor as well for two, whatever. It's going way longer than I ever anticipated. I'm kind of blown away that you didn't have a dedicated. I rewinder. never had
1: even heard of this. Wow. I've never even heard of this.
0: Mm. Now I feel like we should create a Twitter poll and see if people it, uh, also had dedicated rewinders, or if this is the first they're hearing about them. I'm not making these up. Like, I, these no, are, I don't. Like, I don't think is, you are. I don't I,
1: think you're making it up. I'm trying to just. I'm almost positive they had those like in the blockbuster itself to make. The rewinding process possible for all of those fools who didn't rewind oh, their videos sure. before returning them. I'm positive that the thing existed. I just didn't yeah. have. Just I didn't boxes. think that they, it was. It existed outside of a commercial setting.
0: Yeah, the only job that it did. You just put the tape in there, put the lid down, rewinds, and it would pop up.
1: I yeah. I I understand the 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 what it did.
0: It was just so you'd put the VHS tape in there when it was not o- rewound. Okay. Yeah, you have to open it first. Okay. So it's a little box, a yeah. little long yeah, box. Yeah, but a sports That's, car a, box. Uh, well, one. Uh, yeah. We had a couple that were just like plain like, dark gray boxes.
1: Why would you do that? Why, well, would, why would you make a sports car one then? For fun. For fun.
0: Yeah, like you know how sometimes they're like novelty items, novelty commodities?
1: Sure, but usually they have like a more interactive purpose.
0: No, this was just like this was just a videotape rewinder that looked like a car. Just a little sports car. That makes car. sense. Go on. You'd put the tape in there?
1: Yeah, and yeah. You would shut the lid? Okay.
0: And if it was not rewound, it would rewind it.
1: Were there like little prongs that like stuck up into like the little reel holders? Well,
0: of course. How else would you rewind the tape? I don't
1: know. See, you're not explaining it. That's why my okay, question. Okay, so yeah,
0: there there would be little prongs in there and it would only work if the tape had real left on the end side Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i am sure there are technical names for this but i just didn't ever really like look into that Mm -hmm. but the second there was no tape to rewind Mm -hmm. it would stop and a pitfall of some of these devices Is that when they started to get old and kind of crap out? Oh, would
1: they keep trying to rewind? They would
0: keep, well, they wouldn't keep trying to rewind. They would just, their lids would get stuck. Like normally, what would happen is once it was done rewinding, the lid would go boop and it'd be ready to like take the tape out. So
1: you don't have to open the lid like a a Neanderthal. Exactly. Yeah. Like it's, yeah,
0: very intuitive. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because the slot is large enough for a VHS tape and you just put that in there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You can't put anything else in there. You didn't have anything else.
1: Right. What else was what there else? besides VHS the like tapes?
0: Or a sandwich? But I don't know.
1: I wonder if it would try to rewind a sandwich. It might. That would be very messy.
0: We should probably try and find a rewinder on maybe Amazon.
1: That's a great use of your Amazon gift eBay. cards that you got for the holiday. There we go. Now I know we're doing what it for the doing podcast. with your money. I think this goof went on a couple minutes too long. Oh, totally. Sorry, buds.
0: It's okay just trying to wind down
1: that reminds me of something that i haven't done yet but want to do our building hosts wind down wednesdays on the 12th floor
0: oh our our work building our work i thought you meant our home building and i was like our home building doesn't do jack for us i was gonna say they just
1: send us aggressive emails about dog poop even though we don't have dogs
0: yeah get your shit together
1: Special thanks to Jackson Davis, whose song Same As You Wanted is our intro and outro music. Check out his EP, 701, anywhere you listen to music.
0: You can get in touch with us through our website, thismuchlove.com, and via Twitter, at thismuchlove. Our DMs are open. Tell us about something you love.
1: Da, 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 da. belching